I've always been interested when John Wayne Gacy told investigators that he had not acted alone in several of the murders. And uh, he would ask them if they, you know, had arrested the others. And when they asked him about if they helped directly or indirectly, and he would respond with you directly. Yes, you heard me right. Gacy may not have acted alone. We have always contended there was there's others involved. At the t- at the time at the time of my arrest, uh, there was four other suspects. Three of the suspects that we knew that they knew then was uh, Michael Rossi, David Cram, and Philip Paskey, all employees of PDM contractors, all with keys to the house on Summerdale, and they had friends. In the audio, you heard that he named three suspects that worked for PDM Contracting, and they all had keys to his house on Somerdale. What does that leave us? One story I'm sure you all have heard is of Jeffrey Rignall, but he had been assaulted and tortured by Gacy back in March of 1978, and he was certain during the abuse that another man was in the room while Gacy abused him. Jeff would state once it was realized that he you know, was conscious, uh, he would be chloroformed again. And he would also state to the police that while Gacy was abusing him, a light had been turned on in another part of the house. And uh, Jeff did write a book called 29 Below about his experiences. Uh, That was like, I think, early 80s, like 1980, I think. But I kind of feel this is more of a rumor. But according to two surveillance officers, they overheard Gacy and one of his employees talking at a bar. Uh, the employee had asked, and what? Buried like the other five. And the conversation could be legit, but I don't know. I wasn't there. But uh, the following years, um, Gacy would still claim that he was not there on at least 16 of the victims that was found underneath his house. Uh, one of the men's name that you heard in the audio, well, Philip Paskey, he was known to have ties with a man named John Norman, who at the time had operated a sex trafficking ring in Chicago. Could Gacy's connection with Philip help him get a connection with John's sex trafficking ring? Uh, Could a lot of the bodies found under Gacy's house be connected from that trafficking ring? Uh, One thing I kind of wonder on is, it was reported John Norman had at least 5,000 pink index cards at his apartment with the names of customers. The police would claim they couldn't find them. It was stated the same thing happened when Norman lived in Texas as well, and it was reported at least two known victims were believed to have last been seen alive close to where Norman lived. Uh, Gacy being connected to the ring, it was reported Gacy knew of Philip's connections, so do you believe he actually knew? Do you think he actually knew of the connection? Yeah, probably. I would say so. And if so, do you believe he used that to his advantage? Yes. I would agree as well. Um, also, if true, do you think Gacy was a scapegoat for the operation once he, you know, he was arrested and everything? Do you think... Gacy's actually telling the truth and he actually wasn't involved in all the murders or had help and that once he got arrested and just kind of he was a scapegoat for the operation so he yeah, took the fall much for it. I think he was involved and then he got a little too into it and slipped up and got caught so they're like we'll just use this to our advantage. And I have read there's belief that serial killer Dean Coral was connected in the same ring uh, his crimes and Gacy's are very similar, so it does seem Gacy copied some of his ways of torture. And is there honestly a connection between the two? Like it's possible because it said that John Norman lived in Texas and that's where Dean did, but I'm not sure if they actually knew each other back then. <coughs> Excuse me. But do you think there's a connection there? Because basically what Dean had, they call him the Candyman, but he had two guys 
um, Wayne Hensley, and I forgot the other guy's name. But uh, he would have them bring them boys around their age and stuff. And it's kind of the same thing with Gacy. Like, he had a lot, you know, a lot of the victims were younger guys, and the younger guys that worked with him could bring them to them. But if he's in the ring with sex trafficking rings, they could be doing the same thing, supplying him the men, the the young boys. The very possibility. Excuse me again. But it was reported in 2012, two Chicago lawyers would state they have reviewed records relating to Gacy's business travels for the companies he worked for, and they felt Gacy had help in at least three of the murders. But more of Gacy's, but more, uh, he wasn't there for them. But the first case is of Robert Gilrow. It was found out that Gacy had flown to Pittsburgh and did not return to Chicago until the day after Robert disappeared. Do you think that maybe he he didn't make the flight? Yeah, probably. I can't remember if there, I remember reading a book on Gacy years ago, but I can't not remember if that was like one of the theories that maybe he, but with them saying that he actually took the flight on, like going there, I'm sure that he would have had to have taken it. But the second case is of Russell Nelson, who was visiting Chicago, but he had a friend and he had told, <coughs> excuse me, but his friend had told the family that Russell failed to arrive at the bar on the time they set for when he spoke to investigators, he claimed he had last seen Russell standing by a crowd who had gathered outside, and he turned his head for a few moments, and Russell would disappear during that time. And should he have seen him disappear? Or do you think it would have been easy to lose track of him in the crowd? Um, well, I mean, it could be easy to lose him. Very possibly. But, or is the friend a possible suspect? Because one thing to remember is the friend had filed a missing persons report but before, but he had unsuccessfully requested money from Russell's parents to help fund the search for their missing son. And Russell's two brothers would arrive to Chicago to search for him, and the friend would offer them both a job with Gacy's company. And the individual was never summoned to testify at the trial due to the weird things surrounding Russell's disappearance. So do you think he might? I've, I've read that there is a good possibility he's a suspect in the case. I mean, that's like everything's a possibility. So you're still up in like, the air. Yeah, with it. it's kind of could be, could not be. Yeah. The last case uh, travel travel record show Gacy was scheduled at a job site in Michigan at six a.m. and the day before, a young man by the by the name of John Murray or by, yeah Murray, I want to say, would last be seen leaving his mother's house at ten p.m. His roommate was a PDM employee who had formerly lived with Gacy and had just moved into John's apartment less than a week before he disappeared. But two witnesses would report that his roommate had recommended John to meet a man that was going out of town. This would occur two days before he disappeared. Was Gacy's trip a lie to the job? <coughs> Excuse me. Because um, you're looking at 10 p.m., 60 a.m. to be in Michigan. They're saying that he didn't have enough time to go to the job site. Do you feel that the trip of the lie and like that was like a way to be like, hey, I had to be at Michigan, but maybe he left later to go to Michigan. Like I don't know, I can't remember if it was ever verified that he was actually there at six a.m. Well, kind of is. I don't know. I need like exact pinpoint time. I'm not sure how long it takes Illinois to get to wherever he had to go to in Michigan. Yeah, I wouldn't see it being like. Well, eight hours time in between that. Well, I don't know what time he would have. Yeah, I had to leave. But one thing I want to mention 
because Robert and Russell both were murdered in a different way than other victims. Gacy is well known, you know, for handcuffing his victims. He would then wrap the rope around their necks and then turn a wooden stick to tighten it. The victims would strangle themselves while struggling. In Robert and Russell's case, they had died from asphyxiation, but had been suffocated, not strangled. Uh, there would be a cloth-like material found in their throat, and it was stated, if I remember correctly, a total of 13 were killed in this fashion. So, do you think he acted alone or not? Because <coughs> you're looking if out of the uh, 33, if that, that right there leaves 13 that was killed differently, did he just change his style of murder for some of them? Well, I don't know, because he could change his style, like, trying to not get caught, like, throw it off so it wouldn't look well, like he a serial. Well, he burned him, he burned, he burned, he buried him all underneath his house, so, like, nobody's going to catch, catch him. That's what I'm saying, like, nobody's going to catch yeah, him Yeah, but doing he still it. could, like, if, if they did get caught, he'd be like, you know, I haven't lived here forever. That, that was, was there before. <laughs> with the Jeffrey, I'd like to read his book, but <laughs> it's like one of those books that's gonna be like hard to find or you gotta like buy it like secondhand type thing. But like I kinda wanna see more of with like what because he's saying there was another guy there. And people did live in the house with Casey, some of the people that worked with him. Well, I mean so. I feel like if a victim <laughs> is saying Excuse me. If a victim is saying that he's sure that there was another like, there's man. There's definitely there. someone else like harming me and letting him hurt me. Like, yeah, that's probably true. And with Gacy actually mentioned, but a lot of people said there too, you'd think that he would have been more like, hey, but he, like, a lot of things I've seen, like in the audio shared, he mentions them, but like he still got the death penalty on it, which I don't think Gacy, you know, is innocent by any standards, but. Just what if he actually didn't kill all 33 of those people? Well, the, well, the young, young. I don't yeah. think it would change his sentencing. Well, like, I don't think well, it would have yeah. affected anything. Well, they're saying at least three, you know, for certain, just because of the travel time. But I just don't. I, I'm kind of up in the air with it. Because even if he did change, like, why would he, like, say, you know, he killed the 33, it's linked to him. Like, why would he kill 13 different than, and then kill, you know, 20 a different way? Like, you would think if he's going to try to change his style of killing, it would be not, it'd be more various styles, not just two different ones. Like, you're almost cutting the number in half, so to speak. I don't think a lot of killers try to change it up, though, because it's more of, like, a panic. Like, you it's don't want to change your routine. Well, like what they've said, you know, he's tightening the thing. It's more of them struggling. Like, he probably got off on them struggling. And then they, you know, just die on their own. Well, you know, he helps do it. Because, you know, they got the fear of everything. Of their airway getting cut off. And him tightening the the rope with the stick. So. I don't know. I... I it would be interesting if he didn't act alone because the crazy thing is it means there's more people out there that had ties to this case that the police should have investigated and looked into, I personally well, feel. yeah, and they're probably all through the government and probably some even involved with the FBI. Well, that's what anything. they said with the 5,000 index card. 
Yeah, that's what but I'm there saying. was probably like high politician and stuff in Illinois. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These things don't ever get busted or taken away because it's very powerful people who don't need to be powerful up there running stuff, mm-hmm. and they're never going to get taken down. So the murderers should kill them. Yeah. I have a whole theory. I have a whole thing about it of how to rid the world of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I could see either way that he did act alone, and like that just would be interesting. But out of out of percentage wise, what would you think that he acted alone? Are you on the higher end of it or the lower end? Lower. So you think he had like help? Percentage probably. <coughs> excuse me. Like thirty, forty percent. So you're saying there's a sixty, seventy percent chance that he had. Other people. Yeah. Even if he did do all the murders, I can kind of see it with, like, Dean that we were talking about. Like, maybe some of the workers did bring them to him and helped bring them to the house. Because I'm trying to think, Gacy's, what, in his 30s? It'd be like a 50, you know, like a 50-year-old trying to pick up a 17-year-old, like, hanging out. You know, it's, you know, it's yeah. like a loser thing. Like, like, why is this old guy trying to? Which he wouldn't, like, just trying to think he's born. Yeah, he'd be in his 30s. So maybe not two, but still kind of odd. So, but is that all you got? Yeah. Well, before we close, like to go with my percentage, I I would probably go more towards like 60, 70% chance that he acted alone. At least with the murder, like I still think that he possibly had help getting victims. I think he had a lot of help. I, I, like I see both, I see both sides of the spectrum, but you know, until everything, if so, anything will ever be done about it. But uh, we thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.